The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball DFS today. It is Thursday, March 5th, and I am Andrew Hansen, and I'm very excited because I've got a new partner on the show. It's David Menkov. David, welcome to the Hoop Ball family. How are you today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to be here. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to get some new energy here. Uh, and I know you're a 76ers fan, so that's that's great that we'll get to break down the 76ers on this slate. It is a four-gamer. But before we get too far into breaking down the games, I want to give you a chance to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So, uh, the floor is yours. Thanks, Andrew. So I guess my background, uh, certainly from an NBA perspective, um, have been doing a lot of DFS, um, a lot of tournaments uh, in the past. Uh, I specialize definitely in more of the NBA slates, although I do dive into some additional sports as well. I, I love a good PGA contest. Um, that's always interesting and intriguing, uh, having that four-round um, ability to kind of play DFS. And then uh, during the NBA offseason, I really enjoy the NFL as well. I'll get into a few slates on, on Sundays as well. Um, so I'm really excited to be here and looking forward to, to jumping in. Awesome. Well, that's that's music to my ears. There's nothing like a DFS sweat in golf, and I certainly play a lot of NFL as well. So um, yeah, fun to think about and excited to have you. So um uh, before we get going here on this 76ers day with David and Stephen Curry day with Stephen coming back into the lineup after seemingly forever, uh, I do want to mention player props, and, and we'll, we'll hit a couple of those at the end of the show. Had a successful day yesterday, went three for four. We got the Svi Mikhailuk over. He had a three-pointer in the fourth quarter to get us where we needed to go. And then Zion Williamson came through with the under on his points and his rebounds, despite the overtime game. Man, that was a fun one against Dallas. And the only guy who didn't come through was Shabazz Napier. David, I had him over 10.5 points, and he had nine. And he he missed two free throws during the game, so that certainly didn't help. And then his last two field goal attempts were these lefty bank shot attempts from like just outside the block. It was like the most half-hearted attempt at a basket I've seen in a long time. And those were the last two shots he took. So very disappointing from Shabazz. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. Uh, certainly something to look at, especially with uh, with all the heavy playing time he was getting. It yeah. looked like a, a lock for at least 10 points. I mean, come on, Shabazz. It, you know, the thing is, he missed, I think he went one for four on three-pointers in the first half. And then he was just sort of gun-shy in the second half. He was much more about distributing. So it uh, didn't work out, but all in all, successful nights. So we'll get back into some player props at the end of the show. Before we get into the four-game slate, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. You can head over there and get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 if you use our promo code TODAY. That's T-O-D-A-Y. And at mybookie.ag, you can bet on the PGA, uh, like David was referencing, uh, the NFL when we get there, the, the, the XFL while we wait, 
MLB is right around the corner. Uh, the NCAA tournament is coming up. And, of course, we're right in the heart of the NBA season. So lots of choices at mybookie.ag. I also want to thank our longtime sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. I am a huge fan. Uh, and, David, it's fun to have a new member of the team here to talk to. Are you a coffee guy? I am. Uh, addicted my, uh, for a few years now. Okay. Actually. Well, um, I must say that you might want to give Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee a try. And it's easy to get. You can just go on Amazon and find them a couple clicks and you'll have it. So uh, keep that in mind. It is delicious stuff. Will do. Looking All right. forward to it. Excellent. All right. Well, let's get going here with the four-game slate. The first tip-off is 7 o'clock Eastern. Denver is traveling to Charlotte. And this is the lowest total on the board. It opened at 208. Denver, 10-point favorites. These two, these two teams played back in January, and it was low scoring. It was Denver, 100. Charlotte, only 86. So not expecting a ton of points tonight, but that doesn't mean we can't find some value here or there. In terms of the injuries, Devontae Graham is questionable. We are recording this here on Thursday afternoon. So that'll be a big piece of news on the Charlotte side. I'm uh, not seeing any injury news on the Denver side. So the usual cast of characters over there. Uh, David, why don't you start us off on the the Denver side of the ball? Anybody you like over there? Yeah, uh, actually, considering the low total, there's actually a few guys I'm targeting. Um, from the higher end, I really like uh, Nikola Jokic. Um, I think he is one of the, the top plays overall, not just in this game, uh, based on his salary, 9500 um, and, and the opportunity versus the banged-up Charlotte Hornets kind of front court, the rotating front court, should I say, right. uh, given all the different rotation changes they have. I, say, I would say Jokic is my num- number one play from the Denver side. And then on the value side from Denver, I really like Paul Millsap. I think it's a great opportunity. He has a great um, salary at 4600 uh, for tonight, and I think he really has a good opportunity to exceed uh, that, that value. Yeah, it's always fun to get Jokic under 10K. And Millsap um, has shown some upside recently after dealing with injuries for quite a while. He's had two big games out of his last four. So I uh, certainly understand your interest there. I am, I'm going to add a guy from the starting lineup. It's Will Barton at 5.6K on DraftKings. I, I like targeting small forwards against Charlotte. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at him as a potential one-off in this game. I also like Mason Plumley coming off the bench. He's at 4.1, and he's, he's another guy. I mean, you mentioned the two bigs in the starting lineup, and he's another guy who I think can score well in this game in terms of fantasy points just because it's more about rebounds, get a couple putbacks. It's not, he's not a guy that you need to, to score 20 points, you know, because that's not his game, but... Um, heavy rebounds, couple blocks, maybe a steal or two, and he can give you value. So uh, that's the other guy I'm looking at. Probably, probably nobody else on on the Denver side. Over on Charlotte, um, we do have uh, a low scoring game. We've got a, a tough defense for Denver. They're ranked 11th, but the Devonte Graham news is really big. 
And so I'm going to wait and see what the story is with that. If Graham is playing, he's only 5.8 on DraftKings. And, you know, he's certainly been in a bit of a downtrend recently. And he's he's coming back in with an ankle injury if he plays. But I think he's he could be low-owned. And what I want to try to figure out is if he's playing, if he's going to get to face Jamal Murray defense or Gary Harris defense. I, I want to stay away from Gary Harris. And if Harris is going to guard Terry Rozier and Murray is going to be on Graham, then I'd like to get some exposure to Graham in, in a tournament setting. In terms of the rest of Charlotte, I, I, I've been playing Cody Martin a little bit. I think he'll go back to the bench if Graham is starting. Uh, Jalen McDaniels is another guy I've been playing. He's at 3.6. I'm not as interested in him tonight because I think he's going to deal with Jeremy Grant defense off the bench. Um, but I, I do like some of these lower price tags for Charlotte. So I could see possibly getting one of these guys into the lineup. What are your thoughts on the Charlotte side? Anybody you like there? Yeah, no, you bring up a valuable point. I think this this the game itself and the Charlotte side in particular is really contingent on the Graham news coming out. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge factor. If he does play, I really like the call on, on getting him in the lineup. At, at 5,800, I think he's very low priced. I think he can really smash that uh, at the current price. Um, if he doesn't play... I really like going back to the well with Terry Rozier. Um, he's been getting consistent minutes with Graham out, and I think even at, at a slight salary increase of 6200, I think he can still outperform that salary. And I think I, I kind of I really enjoy, I like the matchup here. Um, I think he, he can do potentially um, some good things there. And then I guess another thing to monitor tonight is going to be who's going to be the Charlotte starting center because that's been rotating. Um, on and off between Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo. Um, depending on who gets the start, I would like to go with, with them. Um, Cody Zeller's price tag is at 4300 and Biombo's at 4100 I think both could be in play depending on, on who starts this game. Yeah, that's, that's a, a very important thing to monitor because Charlotte's been rotating the starting center position like nobody else in the league. It's almost like a, a set rotation where they've got these guys taking the night off occasionally. So definitely a, a good thing to watch. All right, let's move to game two. And this one is a much higher total. It's the highest total on the board. It opened at 237 and it opened with Rockets being a one point favorite. So this is just what we're looking for. High scoring, potentially close game. Uh, two excellent teams, the Clippers traveling to Houston, uh, be able to watch this one across the country on TNT. These two teams have played three times, so very familiar with each other. And the reason, of course, we've got this high total is that these two teams are top eight in pace and top five in offensive efficiency. So pretty good formula here for some fantasy juiciness. Um David, why don't you start us off with the Clippers? Who are your favorites over there? So, yeah, as you mentioned, thank you for, for just bringing up how juicy of a matchup this is. Uh, with, the current, with the current game being so close and such a high total and, and a primetime TV matchup, I think um, there's a ton of, of great value on the Clippers' side. So um, some of my favorites, I think, 
going against the Rockets' small ball lineup would be Montrez Harrell at center at 6,500. I think his price his price is is fairly fairly solid from from a salary standpoint, but I think he should be able to smash off the bench uh, because I think he's going to get at least 30 minutes this game just based on how the Rockets uh, kind of facilitate their lineup. So I like Harrell a lot. Um, from the higher tier players, I would say you, you can't go wrong with Kawhi Leonard. Um, in his three games, he's been averaging close to 50 fantasy points per game against the Rockets, and I don't see it um, changing in this game given uh, expected close matchup. And 9,300, I really like um, his potential there. Um, and then from a value standpoint, I would say uh, Patrick Beverly is a name to look at um, towards the bottom tier of salary. He's at 3,600 for tonight. I really like him in this matchup. Um, he hasn't done much over the last few weeks uh, from a fantasy perspective, but I think based on his potential for steals, uh, rebounds, and, and the occasional three-pointers, I think he can really hit value here. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I like I like that breakdown. Those are three of my favorite targets on the Clippers. And interesting with Montrez Harrell, uh, I mentioned that these teams have played three times this season, and Clint Capella played in all three of those games for the Rockets. And, of course, he's out of town. You mentioned the small ball lineup for the Rockets. And I agree with you. I think he's much more likely to smash without having to deal with Capella. And I I do expect him to be uh, really effective tonight. So I'll have him in a fair share of my lineups. Turning next to Kawhi, he has been very consistent. So... Hard to really argue against Kawhi, especially since he's closer to 9K. Sometimes we see him creep up a little bit more. But I also like the price tag of Paul George. He's only 7.4. And I'm with you, of course. I like to play tournaments. I do like the upside for Paul George at 7,400. So I think there's a, a decent chance I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up with more shares of Paul George than Kawhi Leonard just because of his price. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, Beverly also, he, he, he definitely gets up when they're, when they're playing the Rockets, and 3.6 is way too cheap for him. So I, I hear you on that. I'll also mention Reggie Jackson. I play him a fair amount. He's 4.3. Coming off the bench, he looks to score a little bit more than Beverly. Uh, I, I think he can fare well in this type of wide-open game, high tempo. He likes to get out and run. So I will have some exposure to him as well. On the Houston side, we've got our favorite guards there who have massive fantasy outputs almost every night, Harden and Westbrook. Today it's a $700 difference on DraftKings. Harden has been excellent in this matchup. He's averaged over 64 fantasy points this season against the Clippers. Uh, Westbrook hasn't been quite as good, but in the last game, Westbrook was excellent. He scored 40 actual points, mixed in 10 rebounds and 5 assists. So that's a real tough call there. Um, Still kind of working through that one. I think I probably will lean Harden, um, but it it is a tough call. So I, I, I feel a little bit better about some of the other guys. Covington, for one. I've been playing him a lot lately, 6.7. Last two games, he's had at least 46 fantasy points. And DraftKings just hasn't quite priced him up as much as I think he should be. So I'll have some exposure to him. 
And then I do like P.J. Tucker's price tag at 3.7. And Gordon is a worth a flyer, uh, a look a look as a flyer off the bench at 3.8. Austin Rivers, not quite as attracted to him at 3.2, but um, if you need those extra savings, I don't think it's a bad play. What do you think about the Rocket side here? So I think... We mentioned, I think, the my main targets for tonight on the Rocket side. Um, Harden and Westbrook, it, it's definitely a toss-up from uh, from understanding where kind of where they fit in your in everyone's lineups. But I think from an ownership perspective, I expect Harden to be higher owned slightly. So I might um, go lean towards Westbrook. Given we're playing, if we we're going to be playing tournaments, I would say Westbrook. But uh, given cash value, I think James Harden, based on what he's done recently, and I think given his price tag at 10-7, which is below 11K, I think it's safe, a safe floor to, to put him in the lineups. And then you mentioned as well Robert Covington, a former Philadelphia 76er. I have to mention that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's He's been on quite a tear, and his price tag is still not quite where his value has been on the Rockets. I think He's been showing surprising steals and blocks, uh, uh, career career numbers and blocks, and I think I don't expect it to to kind of stop anytime soon, given the lineups on the Rocket side. So I would say those three are my top targets on the, on the Houston side. Okay, if you decided, you know what, I want to play one other Rocket, and he's because I need somebody in the in the three K range in a tournament. Are you going to play PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, or Austin Rivers? I would go with, in this case, um, given tournaments and the price tag, I would say Eric Gordon would be my one flyer. Although I'm not as confident in any of these um, any of these 3K range uh, guys on, on the Rocket side. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I like the, you know, Gordon in this system. He's got free reign to, to shoot threes, and we get that extra half point on DraftKings. Um and I think he's going to explode here one of these games. I don't know if it'll be tonight, but it's hard to pass him up at 3.8 when you're trying to get one more value play and allow yourself to pay for one of these stars. All right, well, let's go to the second half of the slate. And this is going to be right in your wheelhouse because the 76ers are traveling to Sacramento. It's a 10 o'clock Eastern tip. Now, the 76ers have had quite a season, as you know, more than most of us. But can you – I just have to start by asking, can you even imagine if you go back in time to the beginning of the season, if you looked forward to this game and you were going to pick a spread for this game, 76ers at the Kings, what would it have taken to convince you that it was going to be – Kings favored by five. I, I mean, that's it's certainly um, shocking just visually, <laughs> just to look at that from that standpoint. But I think it would have taken exactly what's what's transpired over the last few weeks for for it to be uh, at this level. Yeah, talking about some big time injuries, we've got Embiid, Simmons, Josh Richardson all out of the mix. When these two teams played back in November. Uh, all three of them played, and it was much lower scoring. It was 97-91. Uh, De'Aaron Fox did not play in that one. So just a much different makeup here tonight because 
Uh, Fox is probable. All those three guys are out. Uh, on the Kings side, Rashawn Holmes continues to be out. And then in addition to Fox having the probable tag, Corey Joseph has the probable tag as well. But let's get back to the Sixers side. With all those guys out, um, we've had some new guys come into the mix and, and make quite a splash. Who are you looking at tonight? Well, I think from the Sixers' side, uh, I think we can go and target the, the guys that have been really getting consistent minutes over the last, I would say, week week or two, uh, given all the injuries. And you mentioned that now with Josh Richardson on the shelf as well, it opened up a lot of additional value. So my main guys on the Philly side, uh, I'll go back to the well with Shake Milton. Uh, he's priced up a little bit at 6500 um, He kind of had a, he had a letdown game um, in his last game. Uh, but I expect him to bounce back given um, they don't have a lot of depth, depth at that position with uh, whole NATO as their uh, primary backup right now at point guard. So I really like Shake Moten in this spot against against the Kings um, backcourt. Um, and then from a price point, I would say Tobias Harris. He's still under 8K. He comes in at 7,900 7, um, on DraftKings. And I really like him in this matchup against the, the banged up Kings frontcourt. Um, I think he's going to have a really strong matchup, and I see uh, a potential high ceiling game um, from him as well. And then the third guy I'm looking at as well from that front court on the Philly side is Al Horford. Um, he's definitely had one of those up and down seasons, uh, but now we're given the opportunity, additional minutes. I really like Al Horford in this spot at 7K um, against the Kings as well. Excellent. I, I like that breakdown. I think those are my three favorite guys as well, and. I enjoy hearing you say that you see a potential ceiling game for Tobias Harris because we know he has a real excellent ceiling, high ceiling, uh, just a little bit inconsistent, but certainly a lot more opportunity for him here with those other guys out of the lineup. Um, I'm curious about your thoughts on the rest of the group, though, with the Sixers. We know that Brett Brown you know, plays around with the starting lineup, and it's hard to predict you know, at this point if – Mike Scott's going to be out there. Uh, Thibel might get some run here. Uh, I mean, he's started Glenn Robinson before, Korkmaz, even Burks. I think they're all in play. And maybe it doesn't matter who starts, but just in general, out of that group of guys, that's more in the you know mid-3K to 5K range. Do you like any of those guys tonight, or do you think you'll just stick with those first three guys? Um. I think it's a, the big factor here is going to be who's going to start. Because as you mentioned, there's been a rotating kind of plethora of guys that have been asked to get some, some run in, in the first unit and some heavy minutes. From that standpoint, I think once we have a better idea of who's starting, I, I like Mike Scott at 3,800 right now I, as my primary target in that range, uh, given he did start last game. And, and if he gets at least 25 to 30 minutes, I, I see him as someone that can definitely smash his salary. Um, I think he's a great spot. Uh, Furkan Korkmaz, um, he's, he's shown ability to, to really stand out. He's had games um, where he's, he's been able to, to put up some, some strong numbers where he's, he's had a ceiling game of, of 40 to 52 back in early February. So he certainly has the ability if he gets enough run and, and his shots falling. So I would say those are my two guys in that range that I would target. Excellent. Okay, I like that. Yeah, Scott is is one of those guys that at times he can be 
dependent on the three-point shot, and you know he doesn't get many minutes, but he has show, shown some signs of life here recently. Um, so that that'll be interesting to watch. You know who the who's in the starting lineup, and fortunately on DraftKings, of course, we've got the late swap. So do make sure that if you're going to play one of those guys, one of those potential starters or potential bench guys, put him down in the forward spot or the utility spot down at the bottom of your lineup so you can make that late swap if you decide that, you know, for example, if, you know, you've got, you've got Mike Scott in there, but then you hear that Glenn Robinson's going to start, maybe you want to, maybe you want to make that swap. So uh, just be aware of that. Um, let's transition to the Sacramento side. Uh, you know, I typically don't try to target guys against the 76ers because of their strong defense. They're, Ranked sixth uh, for the season, but a couple rough outings recently without Simmons and Bede and Josh Richardson. They gave up 136 to the Clippers. They gave up 120 to the Lakers. So I think it's an area that we can attack more. And, you know, maybe some of the other players in the industry aren't focused on that as much because um, they're, you know, just been beaten over the head with all this talk about the 76ers strong defense. But I do want to get some exposure to the Kings. We certainly need that news on Fox. Uh, he is probable, so I'm expecting him to play. I like his price tag at 8K. He's been scoring the ball pretty well lately. I'm, I'm always a big fan of Bogdanovich and Heald, and thankfully they're under 6,000, so they're both in my player pool. I don't know if I'll go any farther than that or any further than that with this roster. Um if if you need a low a lower price guy, I think Corey Joseph is worth considering at three point three. He's been playing well here recently, getting good minutes, even with Fox in the lineup. He got twenty seven minutes in the last game, so I, I think he's worth considering. Um, anybody on the Kings side going to make your lineups tonight? Yeah, I think you brought up a good point. I think we can certainly attack the Sixers. Formerly affordable, formidable uh, defense, but right. no longer the case here. So I would say from the King side, I really like De'Aaron Fox tonight. Um, I think his salary is 8K, right around the range where um, I think he can certainly hit value given the, the Sixers' backcourt. Um, I, I really like De'Aaron Fox here. And then you mentioned Buddy Heald as well. Um, I really like Buddy Heald, um, sub 6K, 5,900 salary. I really like him in this spot as well. So those are my two favorite targets. Um, and I think Buddy Heald should be fairly low-owned tonight. So I think he can be a spot really to target in tournaments. Yeah, Heald is really a great tournament play. If, if you're going to play him, I, I would not feel very comfortable with him in general in, in cash because he's just volatile with his minutes. Obviously, he shoots a lot of three-pointers, so you've got some volatility baked in there. But he also just doesn't always jive with coach Luke Walton. And um, it's really hard to predict, you know, on any given night, how many minutes he's going to get and how he's going to produce. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Buddy Heald's certainly won and, and he hasn't been shooting very well recently. So I think he's, he's due for, for a good shooting night. Yeah. He, he can really stroke it when, when he gets hot. So um, that'll be a fun one to watch. I may stack this game. Um, pretty heavily in a lineup or two a uh, lot of balanced prices on both sides. So I think it's a good way to get a stacked game 
and it'll be, I think, a little bit less highly owned than the Clippers and Rockets for a number of reasons. So I, I, I've got my eyes on this game. I'm going to try to get a fair amount of exposure to it. All right, well, we only have one game left. It seems like we're flying through here. Uh, that's what happens when you when you only have a four-game slate. But this last one is going to be interesting and exciting because we've got Steph Curry coming back onto the court, finally. And what we heard this afternoon is that he's going to play probably around 25 minutes. Coach Kerr said that he's going to come out in short bursts, six minutes or so at a time. So... Can't expect a full allotment of minutes from him, but uh, right in that 25 range, 25 minute range, hopefully. A lot of uh, question marks on the other side with the Raptors. We've got Marcus Saul questionable, Ibaka questionable, and Fred Van Vliet. So three of the key rotation guys for the Raptors we're not sure about at this stage. So with all of that uncertainty, David, why don't we start with Golden State? We've got Curry back in the lineup. Um, are you willing to put him in any of your lineups, knowing that he might not get over 30 minutes? Yeah, that's a great point. I think, for me, I'm, I'm looking at Stephen Curry um, in a small percentage of my lineups, mostly tournament builds. I think at 25 minutes um, against the banged-up Raptors backcourt, um, I like his chances. Uh, if if he does get on one of those hot streaks from, from behind the arc, I feel like even at 25 minutes in these short bursts at, at 8K, um, it might be worth looking at in a small percentage. So I'm looking at him in a small portion of my lineups for sure. Um, and then from, from that side as well, um, I would say I would also be looking at Marquise Chris from the center position as well. He's coming in at 6K uh, tonight. And against the Raptors, question questionable um, center rotation right now. Um, I think he has a really good opportunity to, to smash that price tag as well. So those are probably my two favorite targets. Um, and then for another tournament option, I really like uh, a guy coming off a, still in a 10-day contract, Michael Mulder. Sorry. Um, I believe he, he should be able to get some run, especially if Curry... Uh, comes in and, and doesn't get to 25 minutes, I think he has an opportunity to exceed. He's, he's at 4K right now, so he, he can come off the bench and, and provide some some shooting and some value there as well. Excellent. Yeah, I like the call on Mulder. Uh, he's one of those under-the-radar guys that you got to dig in, and and especially in a, in a lineup like the Warriors where they're looking for shooters, and he is a shooter. Um, I, I've played him recently and had some success. So I, I, I do like that call there. And I'm glad you mentioned the question marks at the center position. I should have mentioned that Draymond is questionable, so we're not sure if he's going to play. So stay tuned on that. And by the way, you can follow the news at Hoopball Fantasy. That's a great place to get all the information that you need. Um, and, you know, I, I feel the same way. Steph is uh, probably tournaments only. I wouldn't play him in cash knowing about the – minutes limit but the hard thing is he's the same price as De'Aaron Fox so I, I think I am more likely to play play De'Aaron Fox at that price tag but I mean Steph he's been sitting around for so long you got to figure he's in in good decent game shape since his injury was a hand not anything on the lower body and I mean who knows he might come out and hit eight or nine threes 
even in 25 minutes. So that'll be interesting and, and fun to watch. Um, on the Raptors side, I think there's too many question marks right now, early afternoon to really break it down completely. But I will note that in the last game against Phoenix, Siakam, Lowry, and Powell all got at least 15 shot attempts. They really kind of garnered most of the usage. So if the Raptors run out the same lineup tonight and those three other uh, key guys are out, then I think all those guys are in play. Golden State, of course, has really struggled defensively this year. Um, but, yeah, just, just so many question marks. The, the other guy I want to mention is Chris Boucher. He's at 4.3. He's a guy that I like to play. You know, again, tournaments only because he's so volatile. But he finally got some run against Phoenix. He got 29 minutes. He put up 19 and 15. And he's got that really explosive upside from a fantasy perspective. But how about you, David? Not knowing who's going to play for the Raptors at this point, any price tags attractive to you? Yeah, I think that's a, that's the key component here is with all the questionable tags, um, that's going to be certain news to watch, and it's going to affect kind of where where I build from the Raptors side. But um, with the current lineup set and looking at you mentioned the last game, I like I like Powell. Um, he's he's been priced up a little bit um, since he returned back into the lineup um, post injury, but I like Norman Powell a lot, uh, especially against the Warriors defense. He should be able to to score fairly at will in this case. Um, I also like Pascal Siakam quite a bit. Um, a 9,100, I think he could be a great pivot um, from any of the other higher-tier 95K range players, like uh, we mentioned earlier, Nikola Jokic or, or Kawhi. I think he could be a great pivot um, at a lower ownership. Um, so he's, he's so I would say those are my two main guys I'm looking at, again, it's going to be all contingent on who's in, who's out for the, for the Raptors tonight. Okay. Yeah, agreed. This will be this will be fun. This one opened, I believe, as Raptors 10.5-point favorites, and the lines moved down to minus 8 with, uh, with Steph being in the mix. So um, I'll definitely have my eyes on this one. This is the 10.30 the game on TNT. So exciting day here with, with Curry back in the mix. Um before we wrap up the show, I want to get into some player props. I want to run a couple by you, David. Uh, I took a first glance and a few. I'm, I'm toying with a few of them. I'm going to go in order of. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how they go here. But let me start with Kawhi Leonard. His point prop tonight is 27 and a half. And the last three times that. These two, these two teams have played this year, he's actually scored 26, 24, and 25. So he's been right under that number. If I go under the point prop with Kawhi, is that crazy? I wouldn't say it's crazy necessarily, given those last three games against uh, the Rockets. However, um, I think in this matchup, again, it's, it's primetime television, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. I think... I think Kawhi is going to definitely get up for this game, and I don't see anyone in the Rockets being able to really stop stop him from scoring at will. Um, I think they'll probably throw a combination of, of a Covington or, or Tucker out at him, and I think he should be. I think going under is certainly uh, certainly something you can look at, um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go all in on, on the under here. Okay, yeah, it's a little scary to think about doing that um, because he is so dominant, but. I have been playing a couple unders on the Clippers point totals recently because 
there's so many guys now, so many mouths to feed that the usage just gets spread out. So, all right, I'll think that one over. A um, couple other scoring props from the game after that one on the Sacramento side. Uh, De'Aaron Fox's point prop is 20.5, and Bogdanovich is 13.5. I kind of like the over on both of those. De'Aaron Fox has gone over 20.5 points four straight games, and Bogdanovich has gone over 13.5 his last two. He's at 15 and 21. And we talked about Philly's defense being a lot weaker without Simmons and Richardson in terms of the guards and wings. What do you think about those two? Either one of those uh, you like or dislike? I really like the Darren Fox call. I think he has a good opportunity to to get over 20. I think he should be looking at closer to 25 points tonight. Um, I, I really like that that call as well. Um, and then Bogdanovich, um, he's certainly someone to look at. Um, I, I'm not as confident in the Bogdanovich call just because he's been fluctuating um, his points per game pretty much pretty significantly over his last four as well. So that's something to look at as well. But I would say I'm very confident in the Aaron Fox call. Okay, great. Well, um, the next one I've got are a couple rebound props from back in that Clippers Rockets game. So Covington's rebound prop tonight is seven and a half. I'm thinking about playing the over there last two games. He's had 16 and 13 rebounds. And with this being a high-paced, high-scoring game, hopefully a close one, I'm thinking he'll get lots of minutes, lots of possessions. What do you think about the Covington rebound prop? I love it. Uh, I think Covington is a great uh, rebounding forward, and and especially in this lineup, uh, someone has to get rebounds on the Rockets outside of uh, Harden and Westbrook, and I think uh, Covington should should be able to to fairly confidently get over, over that seven mark. Okay. Now, the other guy I'm looking at in this game is Montrez Harrell. We've talked about him. He doesn't have to deal with Capella. His rebound prop is six and a half. And in the three games against Houston this year with Capella, he got six, seven, and nine. Uh, Last three games in general, he's had 10, nine, and three. So a little volatility there, but do you like Montrez to get at least seven rebounds without Capella? I'd say so. Um, given his season averages are right around that seven mark, I think uh, in this matchup he should mention get at least twenty-five to thirty minutes of run, um, and in that time frame he should be looking at uh, being the the probably I would say the primary rebounder on the court um, during his time on, on the court. So I, I really like Montrezl Harold to, to definitely go over there. Okay, and the last one is Westbrook's assist prop. Westbrook is. Uh, in the three games against Houston, he's had two, six, and five. His assist prop is 7.5. In the last two games, he's only had five and three. I mean, kind of looking to shoot a little bit more. Only three of his last ten have been over seven and a half assists. Uh, what do you think about that one? you got to pay a little bit extra to go under. It's minus 134 to go under. Would you pay that? I, I would I would be confident in paying that. Uh, it just seems like he's not distributing the ball as much. He's been looking to, to shoot a lot more and, and to score a lot more um, give, in their their new offensive scheme. So I, I, I like the undercall here. Okay, good. Well, I feel better about some of these, getting some strong support from you. A couple you hesitated on, so I'll, I'll have to think about those a little bit. But I enjoyed going through the props with you, and 
I want to ask for any final thoughts you have on this slate because I've, I've really enjoyed having you here um, to break it down with me. Um, but um, what? Uh, anything else jump out or any final thoughts as we wrap up? No, I really appreciate you having me on, Andrew. And I think uh, final thoughts, I'm really looking forward to uh, the return of Steph Curry and excited to see how that works out. And, of course, the Sixers – Figuring out who's gonna who's gonna do anything for them is always a, is a fun game for me to, to play. So I'm looking forward to watching that as well. Awesome. Well, uh, for our listeners who are getting to know David, you can go find him on Twitter at d m e n k three three. I got a chuckle when I checked out his Twitter for the first time. He's got a funny quote on there from Jokic. So go give David a follow. You can also follow me at Language Olympic. And then you can follow the other folks who you hear on uh, on the show. You can follow Mike Apatria at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can follow, uh, follow Miles Hartley at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. That's the crew. Uh, and behalf on all of the, on behalf of all of those fine gentlemen, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us. And be sure to tune in again tomorrow for DFS. Uh, for Hoopball DFS Today. This has been a Hoopball presentation.